Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. I start my mornings by watching Ina Garden make food. I don't know why you do that. I, wait, have we talked about this before? Yes, we have. My relaxation through Ina. And I watch people frost things on Instagram now. Mm. Frosting okay. cakes, people icing cookies. Oh, I'm like, yeah, do the do the external icing and then flood, flood the icing. It's It's food porn for me. It's very relaxing. You could just put on a video of somebody icing a cake for an hour for me, and it's the equivalent of having a massage. I have nothing to say to that. Because you haven't tried it. I went to the Joshua Tree. <gasps> that's where I was. Oh, it's a bar in Boston also. That's my first thought. No, that's not where I went. Tell me about Joshua. Joshua. And his tree. Joshua. Well, we flew into Palm Springs, uh-huh. which you get... Off the plane, and you enter the airport, and then you're like right outside. And I'm like, oh, I love wait, that. What? You mean it's like a, it's a small airport? So right. you just so walk you, out on the you tarmac. Get, you get out of the, the gate, and then the doors open, and then you just see like the mountains. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. That's such a New York City response. Oh, I thought you were gonna gonna look at the mountains and be like, what the fuck is this? Get back on the plane. We're going back. This is disgusting. I'm what like, is this, this clean is, air? You're right. Like I was not a expecting. Vista? You immediately get off the plane out of the out of the gate and which is all of like ten steps oh. and you're immediately transformed. That's the Santa Fe airport too. It's great. You definitely shit your pants on that entry though. Whoa. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, well, I don't I don't know what happened. I mean they did have to use the bathroom. Oh. I love landings like that in airports that you just walk out and you're like, Oh, I'm in the woods now. Yeah. I went from like what, forty degrees to like a nice 70 something. <gasps> like, this is, is this what it's like hair. every day? Yes. And like perfect hair. And then I immediately ran to like the convenience store to get some kind of lotion because I just turned into <laughs> like, a, like a raisin. It's, it's the mummy with <clears throat> Brandon Fraser. Yeah. As soon as you walk out, it's just like, poof. Is it Fraser or Fraser? It's Fraser. Okay. It's not, yeah. I've gone through this with many people before. Uh-huh. There was no I in it. Hence Fraser. And he has corrected that online before. Okay. Well, so, just um, based on previous podcasts, how you have a problem with words. Oh, you mean an issue? What, what, what are you talking about? With pronunciation? Uh-huh. I am perfect. I am letter perfect. Check the gate. Just check, check the transcripts. Okay. I'd like to go back to the top. Okay. Um, um, now I'm going to look we, up Brendan Fraser. We also flew on uh, Halloween. So we had to go find costumes. Wait, why? Were you because, going to a party that night? Yeah, because we stayed at this Airbnb, which is like like a collection of tiny cabins. Ooh, sexy. Yeah, it was wonderful. In the desert? Mm-hmm. What was this for? Our friend's 40th birthday. And how was it? Fantastic. Oh, my God. Everybody got along. We all like... <gasps> Made dinner, like someone was in charge of dinner, someone's in charge of breakfast, someone like, and then it seemed like someone was in charge of it, and then everybody just chipped in. So it was absolutely fantastic. It what was is magical. this magical place? <laughs> I don't know. How many days were you there? <clears throat> um, 
Thursday till Sunday. Mm, mm, mm. It was wonderful. When I, I turned 40, I want to do that. Oh. Yes. I dressed up as a lion. A sexy and, lion. I may have a picture. Mm. Share it with the people. Oh, God. What? Was it a theme? Like a Wizard of Oz thing? No. And did Marcus <clears throat> go as a scarecrow? No, he went as a unicorn. Mm. That's so homosexual. Oh, why does that picture look like it was taken in 1978? Look at it. It's a Lion King t-shirt <laughs> but it's that I found like... in the women's department. Because at this point, it, in was the a, women's department. <laughs> it was in the afternoon on Halloween in Palm Springs. So literally, there was only children's costumes and like face paint. So I, I bought, um, there were like these little mittens for kids, for the lion. Oh and my. then like a... A headband for ears, and then like a whatever that is, a mane, and then a tail, which I put into my jeans. And then I bought like a so you bought a the woman's accessories, fuzzy black vest, oh my God. and then this Takuna Matata T-shirt. And the Takuna Matata. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase, Takuna <laughs> Matata. That's actually somebody's name. Okay. It's Hakuna Matata. Oh, I'm. How Oh, I'm sorry, with that. because I wasn't brought up on Disney. I told you before, I was brought up on Aaron Spelling. Now, why do we have to constantly bring this up? I don't know Disney. How I don't could you know not Disney. know Disney at all? I don't. All. How could you not know Hakuna Matata? Well, the Lion Matata? King was when I was, what, 17 years old? It should be burned in everybody's brain. It's been said a million times. You, your producer, James Jules Ferris, has T-shirts that say Hakuna Matata, which I don't go through his laundry. Well, then get on it and start folding, please, because I don't want to deal with that. Anyway. Anywho, so you had a good weekend away, and then I face painted. Oh, look at how adorable! Will you text that to me? I want to look at it at night. All right. Um, I was left out here in the suburbs alone to deal with trick-or-treaters. And while it's usually my high holiday, this was a very depressing holiday because it rained, not many people showed up. I would rather go to a party. I want to get dressed up and go to a Halloween party next time. Enough of this trick-or-treating shit. So here's what happened when you were away. Um, Emo Phillips got in touch with me on Instagram. (laughs) Is something that I say Every day of my life. Happens to me all the time. I know. So um, Judy Tenuta does it to me. All, all the, the time. time. That's his ex-wife. <laughs> what? Emo Phillips was married to Judy Tenuta. <laughs> Didn't you no. you have learned something new today? Aye, Look, I'm aye, just gonna really aye. before I talk out of turn, I'm just gonna, you know, do a little quick recon. Uh yes, he was married to Judy Tenuta. How long? Um, it says August 8th, 1988 to question mark. <laughs> so nobody knows. They forgot it, that they were married. Did we ever get divorced? That's my Judy Tenuta. Oh, that sounded like a guy at a deli counter. Uh, well, it's through also a very tight jaw because it, since we almost, well, I almost got hit in the car. Um, I have a lot of tension that has gone to my jaw. So now I have instant TMJ. Oh. So if you hear the grinding and it sounds like a dolphin... Oh. That's what that is. Okay. Okay. People grinding their teeth in the night sounds like dolphins. Oh, they do? Because I'm usually sleeping, so I don't know. Well, usually I am too. But uh, I was in a a hotel room with, well, yes, in general. I was in a hotel room with my friend Liz, and she grinds her teeth in her sleep, and it sounded like this. It was, it's a dolphin sound. It's pretty horrifying. 
So that's just her teeth grinding against one? Yeah, dolphins mating. Teeth grinding equals dolphins mating. Good to know. Just for any Foley artists out there. Okay. I'm if sure. anybody's feeling inspired. Yeah. For all you Foley artists, Aaron has one up you. And I know that they're listening right now because we have a very concentrated Foley contingency. I think we do. Everybody loves it. Everybody uh, does. Yeah. My friend Liz, that she's, she's a teeth grinder. I'm sure she's listening right now, which is better than my friend Chantel, who sleeps with her eyes open. I think you've mentioned her before. That's I I don't think I have. I don't think we've talked about this. <clears throat> did she Nothing? has her eye? Did she have her eyes done like that, Kenny Rogers? No, no. That, that Kenny Rogers. She just has a natural open eye thing. Nothing is creepier than watching somebody sleep with their eyes wide open. And I did not know this about her. And we shared a hotel room once upon a time for just an overnight. And there were like four of us in a hotel room in college or something. And I turned around, I was getting dressed in the morning, and you know that I'm a never nude, so I have a lot of shame. I have sure. a lot of Catholic shame around my bod, and I, I need to cover up all my bits and pieces quickly. So it's four girls in a room, it was early in the morning, and I was getting dressed, and I, I turned around, and she was blankly staring at my ass, <laughs> and I was like, oh, 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 hey girl, how you doing? And then she didn't respond, and then I said like one or two other things to her, and I was like, just. Just, just getting dressed. Still dead air. And then I was like, oh my God, she's asleep. But How'd you figure out she are, was asleep? Well, she looked like she was dead. Oh, mate, how do you know she wasn't? Well, eventually she got up and we went to brunch. But didn't her <laughs> eyes bother her the whole day? No. I, I don't, don't understand. understand. I don't understand. Did she have like um, glasses on that misted her eyes with something? Yeah, to... Maybe she's just naturally moist in the eye. Just but the eye? I don't know. You, okay. She's got to lube them up at some point during I the day, but nothing does. is creepier than turning around and seeing somebody dead-eyed staring at you. I would tape them shut if I were her. How do you not see any light? Well, what if, you know, something would be creepier is if you rolled over and someone slept, um, like, with their, like, nude, but their ass facing you. <laughs> so when you woke up, you just stared directly Why? into the dark star. <laughs> That that was well. There's no judgment there. No, no, no. It's, you know, some people like to sleep on their sides. Some people like to sleep on their stomachs. Some people like to sleep on all fours. I and just like pert up. I will tell you what. I never like to sleep naked. Never, ever. I am not a nude sleeper. I am not either. Good. I don't like the bits and pieces rolling around. That's not why and I don't exposed. like exposed. I just I need warmth. I need heat. I always need cloth on me. Uh huh. I, well, I just get... feel like if I die in my sleep, I don't want someone to come in and be like, oh, geez. Like, <laughs> like, well, I, what are we going to do with this mess now? Like, that's terrible. Uh, I'd that's rather than like, you know, if I put me in the body bag and then eventually cut my clothes off and then embalm me, which they don't really need to do because we've already talked about it. I'll be thrown into a wood shredder. Mm -hmm. It's fine. And I'm just going to be tossed right on a pile of something that's already burning. You're just going to be like a matchstick. Oh, I know. I'm going to go up in flames with all the chemicals that are in it's my not body. not even a flame. It's more of like a... It's got... That's it. Like it's a like quick a quick burning match. Like a wick. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever those things are that you have in the, in the summer that you light the... Oh, incense candles. Like the what? tip of an incense. Or like a snake. Thing. Yes. Oh my God. I love those things. Because they marked up the driveway and my mother got angry at them. Stop burning those things in my driveway. Is your mommy Mo Phillips? Stop burning those things in my driveway. It's kind I of have the same to start thing. working on my Emo Phillips impression. So, yes, um, a, a year ago, I had done a show called Shtick or Treat 
where comics do impressions of other comics, and I chose to do an impression of Emo Phillips. As everybody does. Like you do. I, I cornered the market on Emo. So I posted it online. He, of course, I tagged him in it, and he found it, and he reposted it, which was awesome. And then Childhood Me was completely geeking out, you know, the one who loved UHF. Oh, Emo Phillips retweeted something. So he reached out to me on Instagram, and now I'm going to be, um, I don't know if it's guesting on his show, doing an impression of him to him, for him. I am recreating a classic Emo Phillips bit for Emo Phillips, and I am hovering outside of my body with excitement. So if anybody is in town in Boston for the Boston Comedy Festival, get tickets to see Emo Phillips. He's doing a couple shorter sets, but he's doing a headline set on this Saturday. So check it out, Boston Comedy Festival. Get tickets to see Emo Phillips, and you may just see a little guest appearance. I don't know. I don't exactly know how it's going to work. Is his we'll hair, find out. Is his hair the exact same as I remember it from Stand Up Spotlight on VH1? Absolutely. With a black Rosie, bob. With Rosie O'Donnell. Do you remember Oh, that? no. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, she used to Stand Up Spotlight. Oh, I love that. With her long uh, jersey hair. Oh, the short long. The ape drape. No, it was like a, like the Fran Fine almost. It was long. I need to go back and look at this. The stand-up spotlight. And he was on it? I think maybe. I don't know. I used to watch a lot of comedians. I didn't think you were going to say comedians. Oh, well. I gotta say. Well. Well, on that fabulous (laughs) note, welcome to Dear Bob, the Comedy Comedy Advice Podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, John Stamos. And (laughs) I'm Reby Jackson. And my centipede. Who's she? Reby Jackson, I, I just gave you a is. reference in the title. Reby Jackson, Centipede. She sings Centipede as one of her only hits. She's one of the part of the Jackson tribe. I'm not 73 like you. Reby Jackson. No Google idea. Google it. I, I, I don't have time to Google your weird names. You just Googled how to pronounce Brendan Frazier. <laughs> it's Fraser. He's very upset about it. Which, by the way, The Mummy is a very good movie. All right, so we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? That sounds like the guy that, when I call that 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 uh, dry cleaner. That's what he sounds like. My, it sounds like my friend Liz grinding her teeth at night. Saying, like, hi, can you pick up some laundry? And then that. Wait. Hi, um, this is Patrick from, from such and such house. I'm just calling to see if the laundry's ready to be picked up. Okay, great. Can you pick it up now? Did you fluff it? Okay, for? great. Okay, thanks. That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> what is that? That's the stuff of nightmares. What's that from? That's classic little rascal. Ew! They tried to make a cake, and the cake was making that noise, and they took it out. Wow. Okay. So are you hearing us right now? Are you listening to us? Then you're doing the right thing. But if you're not listening to us, you should listen to us on the following platforms. Spotify. Yeah. Stitcher. Get it. (laughs) Bring it. Google Play. Google Play. Google Dolls. 
the Goo Goo Dolls, Google Play, mm-hmm. your Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyway, you, you can, can listen to us on all these platforms, or where can they find us, Patty? Dearpodofficial.com. And what about the social on media? Facebook Facebook page and Instagram. And Twitter, and at DearPodOfficial. <clears throat> and don't forget to tell them about our email address, because we want to hear from the good people, don't we? Yes, question... Please email your question at dearpodofficial at gmail.com. We've had a couple bounce back. So somebody had some problems they're with not, it. Well, they're not doing, uh, they're doing. Well, they're doing it wrong. They're not doing the official. You have to do dearpodofficial at gmail.com. <gasps> that explains it. Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Send us your advice Dear questions Pod. and we will provide answers for you. We love you so much. We want your questions. We just want you. We want you really, man. We want you, we want you to sit on our lap. Don't you want me like I want you? Well, speaking of wanting Anne, you, love all through the night. This week's theme is infidelity. Infidelity. Mm, I don't know how to say that. Infidelity. <laughs> Goal. That's not it. Well, um, infidelity. Yes. Yes. So we're going to talk about what the ladies think about infidels. <laughs> oh. Oh. What? We did. We didn't. You didn't find no, those articles. No, you were just trapped in that glass. I know. I got my way out though. I'm always in the bottom of a bottle, aren't I? <clears throat> I mean, I guess so. I mean, my I'm very God. excited about infidelity. Aren't we all? Has Jim ever been? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start this off. Everybody air your dirty laundry. Have you ever How many times somebody? have you been stepping outside of your marriage? Oh, multiple. It gets so boring, you know, these days. I do. Um, yes. So I have some, some articles. Should we just launch right into it? I don't see why we would refrain. Let's stop. Let's not stop ourselves. Let's just keep going. Okay. Let's press on through. Yeah. Do it. Keep pushing through driving. Uh, Never. I know I shouldn't, but I just can't help myself. That's infidelity. Oh, um, would you like to start or would uh, you like me to start? I could go with you starting for the day. I'm going to uh, sit back and relax. I want to hear some things that you have to say. All right. All right. Here we go from the News Messenger, Fremont, Ohio, Tuesday, October 27th, 1964. Mm. Dear Abby. So now are you giving spiritual advice? Whoa. Who are you to say that a husband and wife should not confess the sin of unfaithfulness to one another? When one has broken his marriage vows, the only way to wipe the slate clean is to make a full confession to the spouse and ask forgiveness from the wronged one. If my mate has sinned against me, it is it is to me that he should confess, and it is my forgiveness he needs in order to cleanse his soul. I think you should print a retraction, Abby. Many people read your advice and take you seriously. Signed, Saved, and Joplin. Damn, Joplin. Dear Saved. I still believe that a confession that will hurt an innocent party should always be withheld. There are better ways to make restitution. Prayer, keeping a silent vow, never to repeat the act, a special measure of kindness and consideration. The punishment is greater when the guilt is borne in the silence by the guilty one. There's nothing noble about cleansing one's conscience in the tears of another. My God, I feel like she's quoting the crucible or something. There's some heaviness in there. Good she she went deep, which also says to me that Abby's like, and I am not telling my husband about the five guys that I have on the side because it's only gonna serve to hurt him. She's like, that is ridiculous. I say you bury that deep and you go to the store, you buy them whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> you don't tell them and then you step out with Jean-Claude. It would only hurt your husband. 
if you let him know. What am I supposed to do? Move out of my apartment? Find some other place? Pay out all my like my. I'm alimony. the one making all the money. He'd take half of my stuff. I don't want to do that. That's nuts. Leave well enough alone and get off on your own time, damn it. <laughs> now I'm going to go buy him a nice Chanel bag. <laughs> that I will use. Yes. Do you tell... Um, Okay, well, uh, so basically, let's, let's step outside of our own marriages for a minute and go back in time, because mm-hmm. then this is awkward if, if you decide now to confess to Marcus something. Uh, have okay. you been in a long-term relationship where that has been the case? Like, you cheated on them, they cheated on you, and then you just said, I'm going to brush it under the rug, because why say something that would unnecessarily hurt another human being? I haven't really been in that many long-term relationships, so. Mm. You're a fly-by-night guy. A who? You're a fly-by-night guy. I've never had sex with a fly, no. Oh! Well, there was that one time, but I was really drunk, and so was the fly. And it was Texas. Right, so it's fine. Yeah. But I think that, like, I think we we may have touched on this a long time ago. Remember that movie with Julia Roberts, um, Something to Talk About? Oh, absolutely not, which is weird. With Jenna Rollins and... Jenna, she finds out, uh, Julia Roberts finds out that Dennis Quaid has cheated on her, blah, blah, blah. She goes and talks to her parents and she's made a whole scene in town. And her mom basically confesses to her later. She's like, this is something that happens. And you, you know, what are you supposed to ruin your, your life over some indiscretion, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what, are you nuts? Are you nuts? Like you're, like, what do you mean? Your dad has cheated on you and all blah, blah, blah. Anyway. The basic point is that people make mistakes and you don't just throw away marriages over a mistake or, you know. A dalliance. Because things happen. Yes. Because you're human. Right. I mean, I mean, this is the, this is the total like breakdown of communication and marriages because everyone is spoon fed this fairy tale and they. That everybody's going to be fabulous the whole time. And they think like the only thing that, the only hardship that their marriage is going to suffer through is like either loss or bankruptcy or whatever. It's like, well, there are other things that happen and you kind of have to figure out how to be an adult and maneuver through that Mm -hmm. because that's part of life and communication and being a human person. That was a fantastic TED talk. (laughs) It was. It was very well worded. You got very clear. That was not one hesitation, not one hem and haw. I feel like you have a pre-prepared speech for Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just feel like, I mean, I think I've witnessed an awful lot of people go through divorce and everyone, there's just like, we are inundated with that, like, once a cheater, always a cheater. It's like, well, what else fucking happened? Yeah. You're just saying, oh, there's only one side. There's always two sides. There's always something, you know, underneath. Yeah. That needs to be discussed. Uh huh. Agreed. So, there is an underlying cause behind all that of that. That is correct. Once cheater, always cheater. But I also don't think that this like sweeping it under the rug is a great idea, because you're just if you're going to carry the secret, you're probably gonna, it's probably going to eat away at you and kill you. Kind of like having a very stressful job that you don't like. Eventually, you're going to have a heart attack at your keyboard or open up the window and throw yourself down the eight flights. Oh, my God. Tap the brakes, Mary. I'm just saying. Almost it must have been the Dunkin' Donuts. It's very, Jesus, very nit- caffeinated. Nitro cold brew. Your liquid cocaine needs to take a back seat. That explains why you carry your own straw around. That's and a right. mirror. It's fine. Which I think is strange, but, you know, drink it off of a hooker's ass. So... Okay, yes, yes. I actually, I agree with you. Oh. That's that's all I really have to say about it. I okay. can't I guess say I'll leave. anything more. Jim, get my car. 
Our favorite sound tiny, effect. It's a very tiny <laughs> and hollow door. It's a it's a clown car. It's <laughs> Come on, that's all I have. That's my only skill. Give it to me. Oh, that's right. Give it to me, clowny. Oh, I'm I'm oh, I'm oh. <laughs> I got off my, I got off my rhythm. But That's my okay. abs got to work out. Did you Good. see the judgment coming from over there? Yes, I did from our producer, Jim. Yes. Oh, judgment. All right. I'm going to do my article then. All right. As long as he keeps shaking his head and I can feel the wind coming from over there. He's like the wind between my legs. Because <laughs> you are the wind. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sing ever again. All right. This one comes from the Town Talk, Alexandria, Louisiana. March 9th, 1973. Infidelity rates questioned. Dear Ann Landers, you stated in a recent column that your mission is to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. May I help? Attention, working wives. Does your husband work a different shift? If so, you could be in for some trouble. Take firemen, for example. They often do 24 hours of duty, and then they're off for 48 hours. If their wives work, these men have a great deal of time alone. They are not likely to busy themselves about the house. They frequently seek the uh, seek other entertainment, often women. The infidelity rate among firemen runs about 80%. Don't say not my husband. He's not the type. You never know what type he is until it's too late. My advice, stay home with your fireman husband. Turn off the TV. Neck for a few hours like you did back when you were dating. It can bring back memories and be great fun. Have I made someone uncomfortable? Good. I meant to. Midwest Authority. Dear Authority, I don't know where you got that 80% unfaithful figure among firemen. I doubt that their infidelity rate is higher than that of doctors, lawyers, paper hangers, or siding salesmen. As for necking a few hours, well, if you want to, why not? But if my memory serves me, necking was a holding action for unmarried couples who didn't believe in going all the way. Or am I dating myself? I am. 80 percent of firemen. Where did this <laughs> Where woman dig her pole number? from? 80 percent, ladies and gentlemen, 80 percent of all firemen are cheating on their wives. Well, all of my uncles were firemen, so this is enlightening. Well, don't they have a job? How are they doing that? They're putting out fires in their pants. I guess. Apparently. Jesus. Oh, yes. It's something to do with all those hoses and all that water and sliding down a pole and then sliding up a pole. So then they should be cheating on their wives with other men. Yeah. I mean, you stay overnight in the firehouse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're just sharing this big room with 15 other guys. Let's (laughs) do it. And we're all constantly just eat and make chili. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's the sad part is that's true. Yeah. And I know this as I come from a family of firemen. I tell you, chili makes me tired. And I definitely don't want to do anything sexual. If we learned anything from Brokeback Mountain, it's that you do not have chili. You definitely, not to go back in time. I know. But honest to God. Why would you do that? Who the hell wants to have sex after chili? Who the hell wants to have sex after they've been fighting fires? I don't know. Unless the adrenaline is so like, yeah, oh, I'm going to go home and try to find a bit on the side. I knew that when my uncles would work fire shifts, they, they didn't sleep through the night. So the reason they have two days off is to recover. Are you really going to, 
if you're well, a clearly dude, she's not a an intelligent woman. Well, and eighty percent. She was like, I asked the five people that I know that are firemen who took the poll. Necking for hours. That's what she's recommending. She's going to look like Ike Turner took a baseball bat to their neck. <laughs> hours. Who's hours. got the time? Oh, my God. My lips would fall off. Necking for hours? And just I don't sit- think I did that as a teenager. No, much less a married person. Let's be honest. Who necks as a married person? Jim? Uh, cricket? Do we have a no. cricket sound effect? No. Cricket, no. cricket wireless? We're too tired. Oh, okay. And old. Oh. And fat. Oh. And ugly. To neck for hours. Turn off the TV. Nope. <laughs> That's not happening. Oops. Um, and I do like that she uses, Anne uses siding salesmen as an example. And paper other... hangers. What like, is a paper hanger? Wallpaper hanger. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never known that. Well, now you know. Mm. You've just learned something here on Dear Pod. I sure have lord knows i have anything else to say on this i think i'm fireman taking a dump eating chili nothing (laughs) (laughs) it's just horrifying all right hit me with another we're moving right along Well, let's look at this picture of tammy faye baker aka abby who is in charge of doing their artwork (laughs) i don't know but it's 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 terrifying it's as if i did it or i just gave my nephew like some crayons it's like what i used to do when i was talking on the phone and i just take a, a marker and just start drawing on, and just Google, look, Google, doodle. Doodle on like uh, someone that's on the newspaper. This looks like, like your Mac doodle. Cosmetics gone wrong. She looks like your doodle. She looks like my doodle. Mm. The Indiana Gazette, Indiana, Pennsylvania. That's confusing. Um, <laughs> Saturday, October 30th, 1971. <laughs> Where are you from? Indiana. Oh, wow, that's great. Pennsylvania. I Wait, once what? did a show in Dallas, Pennsylvania. There's something about Pennsylvania where I think they gave up after a while, and they're like, "Let's just take other to other yeah, states." Was this like the la- was this the last state? I don't I don't know. How about Chicago? New York City, Pennsylvania. Chicago, what the hell? Pennsylvania. <laughs> Los Angeles, Pennsylvania. <laughs> this is very strange. We're not very innovative. In My Pennsylvania. ticket was very expensive to get here, <laughs> and I think I'm in the wrong state. Orlando, Pennsylvania. <laughs> So there's no Disney? Mm, well, there is. There's Disney, Pennsylvania. We have a Disney store in the mall. It's right by the Bontons. <laughs> and the Orange Julius. Why do they have a Southern accent in Pennsylvania? I don't know. Don't I don't know. know. So the Indiana Gazette, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Don't know why. Saturday, October 30th, 1971. <laughs> That's Dear Abby, infidelity, a problem. Dear Abby, I am married to the kind of man who can never be faithful to just one woman. I have left him several times because of this, but I always took him back because of the children. Tell me, Abby, is a woman a fool to stay married to a man for the sake of her children? Signed, Meadowdale Mother. She got right to it. Yeah, she she didn't have a story. No. Dear Mother, a man's faithfulness, or the absence of it, is only a part of his total behavior. What kind of man is he otherwise? What kind of husband is he? What kind of father has he been? Has he been discreet? Do the children love and respect him? How much have his extracurricular affairs affected your family life? Many a woman have stayed married to a man for the sake of her children when she should have left him for the same reason. That's it. Oh, well, 90% of that were questions back to her. So, Does he have blonde hair? Does he, Does he enjoy have wrinkles? television? 
Does he like steak? Does, Does he, he like to blue work denim? These are all signs. Does he listen to the village people? <laughs> Does he enjoy it too much? Does he have short shorts? If he dares wear short shorts, then he should ne'er for short shorts. Does he take long walks at 4 a.m.? <laughs> Is his name Jeffrey? Did he, did he say he's going cruising and then corrected himself and said he's going to the store? <laughs> Which doesn't rhyme with cruising at all. I'm going cruising. I mean, I'm going to go buy some eggs. I Wait, mean, shop what? right. Uh, I, what? I, I, I mean, uh, I mean, he's so tight. Wait, what? I don't. He's so tight. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my god. Um. Well, I know people who have had dalliances and stayed together for the sake of. The children, and uh, it seems to be like the, the chickens come home to roost after a certain amount of time. They wait until their kids are out of the house. As a non-mother, I can't really speak to what that. I mean, there, there's layers involved. I get that you wouldn't want to like break up the family unit. Again, this goes back to my other my other statement. It's kind of there's must be something else going on. If this is what really is like going to sink your battleship. Mm-hmm. He went out, got lazy, and got porked one night. <laughs> or is it a consistency thing? Yeah, I mean, it, it, does he have a relationship? Is this an affair? Or is he just going, you know? And, and getting some some jollies. Yeah, just going to go out and blow his goo and come back home or what? <laughs> Stop it. Ew, don't ever <laughs> say blow <laughs> like his a little, goo. Like a little $5 pickle tickle or something? Yeah, yeah. Like, just, big deal. Just getting a handy reach around. Like on the housewives, they were just talking about how guys would get their massage with a happy ending. What's yeah. the difference? A circle jerk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Once, twice, whatever is a human reaction, you know, but I don't know if it's a consistent thing. Well, I think if you're emotionally cheating on someone and if you're going on dates and whatever, that's completely different. But if you're just, you know. Have a tickle tickle here and there. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other terms for it, like like hide the salt salami or something. Like what are the other ridiculous terms? I don't smoke know. Smoke your sausage. If you just want to smoke your sausage. I don't know. If you just want to give someone a protein shake, that's fine. Because <laughs> sometimes your wife doesn't want that. The oh in out, in out. In out, in out. I have your protein shake and just gonna shake it. And that's called outsourcing, and that's just good business. If we learned anything, listen. Sometimes, if the other person's tired, I'm sure that it's like you know what. It's like washing your car. I don't really want to wash the car today. Okay, I'm gonna go take it to the car wash. Yeah, and I outsource to India, just like every other job. Right. So I don't want to wash the car tonight. So why don't you have Marjorie across the street (laughs) wash your flesh car for you? (laughs) Because she is the neighborhood bicycle, you know. Or a car wash. wash or flesh wash. flesh car. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and read my Danielle Steele. Marjorie can go take your protein well, shake. I also feel like it's interesting. A lot of these <clears throat> articles have to do with the guys who who were the philanderers. But I did find an article where it's the other way around. Oh, I like that. Was she like just like the Mary Magdalene of town? Yeah, yeah, she got around. She was a board housewife, you know, the huge. I get it. The huge story, which is actually my article. So that's a perfect transition. What a great segue. Into December 14th, 1976, the Times Tribune of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Not Sheboygan, Pennsylvania. Not Los Angeles, Pennsylvania. Or Scranton, Ohio. Scranton, Scranton Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> that actually tracks. 
infidelity need not bring death of marriage. Hmm. Dear Ann Landers, I have a problem that has destroyed my desire to live or work. Oh, God. I know. Drama queen. For 20 years, I have been a dedicated husband and father. My relationship with my wife was built on love and devotion. It's almost as if we have been on a honeymoon all these years. My wife was a virgin when we married, and I would have trusted her anywhere with anyone. My confidence was completely shattered six months ago when I discovered by accident that she was carrying on an affair with another man. This was bad enough, but when I learned when I learned she was paying for the motel rooms with the money I worked so hard to earn, it was more than I could stand. My wife has begged me to forgive her, promised it will never happen again, but I am so hurt. I just can't seem to forgive and forget, as you have advised so often in your column. I haven't... Oh, God. Made love to her in six months, and I don't want to with anyone else. The only way our marriage will ever get back to where it was as... The only way our marriage will ever get back to where it was is if my wife goes to our minister and renews the vows she broke. In order for this to have real meaning, she would have to offer it. Oh, God, I'm batting a thousand. In order for this to have real meaning, she would have to offer to do it on her own. I don't want the idea to come from me. You could help us both by printing this letter and making a few comments. Comments? Conman or condiments? Which one was that? <laughs> It's con men who like condiments. Or comments. Sign me needing assistance. Okay. Dear assistance. Go ahead. Drama queen. Dear needing. If an idea is a good one, what difference does it make where it comes from? If your wife sees this column, she'll know it came from you. So what? I strongly recommend you renew your vows together. This procedure is not uncommon on anniversaries. Let the past bury its dead, and you'll never have peace of mind. Or you'll never have peace of mind. Well, she's not just like going out and get her kitty plan. She's gonna. She's going out, and she's having, and she's having a relationship. So there's diff. That's different. Well, and if you got married as a virgin, she when don't you were, know. She don't know <clears throat> what's out there. You got it. This is why you have to sow your oats. Right. Some people like pickles. Some people like cucumbers. Some people like eggplants. It all depends. And some if she's just like had a pickle, then she doesn't know that an eggplant can satisfy Or her even, even an more. English cucumber Or might even be an out English there. fist. Whatever the case may be, she did not sow an oat before she took a vow. Which, by the way, is there any... I guess in the standard vows, is that part of the vows? What? To be faithful? I promise to love, honor, and obey, but I don't know anything about... Never is there a technical term? <laughs> love, honor, In the loophole. I promise to never sit on another dick <laughs> other than yours. <laughs> Pardon me, Father. <laughs> I'm sorry. That Was that your... Was I that... promise never to wear tearaway pants and place myself on somebody's face. <laughs> I never... I, I, I'm sorry. I promise to never be de- double penetrated. There. I just don't want to tear. Technical terms, you know. Um, these things should be written in vows. Who knows? <clears throat> I'm sorry, but 20 years they've been married, and she was that was the only one that she had ever been with. And you're telling me that if something comes along, you're not going to try that out just out of sheer curiosity. Again, it, she's having a relationship. She's not just getting... She's not going out and just getting fucked. She's like... She's, I feel like she's in another relationship. Well, and yeah, I guess they're seeing... Well, do women really just go out 
and do it once and then call it a day and be like, ah, well, that was that. I don't know. Women, I don't know that women are, are chipped that way. I think there's a little bit more, and I mean, I don't know, every chick is different, but they they may want more. I don't know. In this case, absolutely she does. She I would. I don't know. I feel like that, I think that might be a sweeping generalization. Some girls like to go out and- And get their rocks off yeah. and then call it a day. Just like a guy. Doesn't want anything. No strings attached. Amen. Present. That was me oh. raising my hand. Yeah. So is that why you're always- on- Yeah, that's why I'm always about 15 minutes late to this podcast. Oh, wow. Because you're out. I like soliciting. a Saturday morning philandering. Baby, you need a date? <laughs> Hi, baby. You like redheaded boys? You got a knot you want me to untie? I got your knot right here, baby. Ooh, that's a rough. That did not sound I great. I know. She does not. You know what's weird is to have to call my mother in the middle of an article about infidelity. Well, let's ask her about hers. Oh, this is a good opportunity for them to air their grievances online. And I know that my whole family is listening. So there's no time like the present, I believe. Let's talk about your mom's infidelity. Give me the ticker tape, will you? <laughs> there it is. It's time. It's time for the moth report. It's time to call my mother and not only find out what the weather is like where she's standing, but if there's ever been dalliances in my parents' marriage. I want it exposed today on our iPod is what she calls it. Oh, I've been listening to your iPod. Just right out of the gate. Have you fucked another man? <laughs> please do it, please. I beg you, will you do it? <laughs> yeah, please. Patty, come on, come so on. Watch her not pick up the phone because you do it. Order on a comment. Hold on. <laughs> oh. Blink twice Hi. if somebody's holding you hostage. Are Hi. you in a trunk? Hi. What's going on? Is this your wife? Is there another person that named Erin in your phone? It didn't sound like yourself. It didn't sound like you. It sounded like somebody else. I just kind of... Who do I sound and... like? Say Judy You sounded like Barbara. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, for anybody yeah, listening no, no. that knows, Barbara is my, my cousin. It's a good thing I didn't wait at home for your phone call. I got my shopping done and everything, and I'm up at the Market Basket parking lot. People are crazy up here. You'd think Thanksgiving was next week. Well, I, I Unbelievable. mean, if you could get out of the trunk for a minute and talk to us, that would be lovely. I, Take I just sat down. I just sat down. I, I dropped the phone, but I'm back well, and uh, <laughs> happy to be here. Now, take the ball gag out of your mouth. We have a question to ask you. Okay. Uh, this week's theme is infidelity. Do you want to tell us anything before we start the moth report? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everybody would love to hear my infidelities. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Have okay, you... now's the time. No, I really I don't have any. Only in my head. Oh! You know, like... <laughs> Who are you like, dreaming you know, about? Yeah, you, know you get a crush <gasps> on a movie star or Who's something your crush? like that. Who's your crush? Lawrence right, Welk? You know, <laughs> no, as I get older, my crushes get older. Uh, so, oh. I like oh. the guy that plays Ebenezer Scrooge. What version? I'm not joking. No, 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 the 1951. Uh, she likes an 85-year-old man who played Scrooge in a 1951 movie of Christmas Carol. <laughs> okay, I'm not through yet. Uh, I also had a question on Charlton Heston. 
when he was in the Ten Commandments. Was this before or after the NRA? I think it was before. Before he, he became was Moses a gun nut? Then. He wouldn't do any NRA stuff. He was Moses. Um, uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, gosh, I don't know. That's it. That's my infidelity list for you. Wow. Charlton Heston and, anymore, and Ebenezer Scrooge from 1951. I don't think that yes. my father has anything to be concerned about when it comes to his wife. I know, I know. Wow, your you taste. Can say that again. You have some I'm weird kinks, school. lady. Yeah, he's ancient. I'm old school. As a matter of fact, I got my cardio this morning. Some lady took off of my shopping cart, and by the time I noticed it, she was down the other end of the aisle, so I had to chase on down there. I said, wait a minute. Oh, it. with your stuff shop. in it? She had hostess cupcakes in hers. I should have kept hers. <laughs> Because I like those. And it's eggnog season, too. You know how I am about that. I abuse it, so I can't buy any. Really? Eggnog season is now? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like cuffing season. It lasts longer than you know. Oh, I thought it was just December. It is is the one thing I have no control over. That and ice cream. That's who my mother is. My mother is cheating on my father with with a light eggnog. (laughs) Yes. She's, this is really, (laughs) food is her her porn. Uh, other than that, it's uh, it's, it's crazy here. It's crazy. Oh, so, but- actually, you caught me at a good time. I'm actually able to sit down, so <gasps> that's good. Everybody's buying turkey, so I bought a turkey. Okay. If everybody's doing it. Your house. <laughs> well, don't let us stop you from turkey and eggnog, but can you please tell us what the weather is like where you're standing, and is anybody is- sexy like Alistair Sim around to tempt your fates? <laughs> everybody's wearing hats and mittens. It's cold, it's sunny, it's beautiful. And it's probably going to be that way in your neck of the woods, too. Tuesday looks like a little rain, but after that, it gets cold. And the overnight lows are going to be, like, below freezing. So if you have any plants outside, well, they're probably actually already dead by now. But I should have said that three weeks ago. So uh, if your plants are not dead, then do something about it. Um, Kill them? So <laughs> Put them down. Euthanize them? <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> no, we're there. I just thought you had more to say on on killing plants. So, oh no, no, no! Big, I, it dawned on me that I actually probably should have done that in October. It's November. Everything's dead now, so uh, the leaves are falling, and it's just a very pretty. I like November actually. Oh, November but likes you. The first, the first snowfall, you know. November's I love your that. second crush after Alistair Sim. Alistair Sim, <laughs> that's his name. The Ebenezer Scrooge that you're talking you know, about. I think he's kind of cute. Uh, oh, God. I can't a, wait to... He's like the Crypt Keeper. I can't wait to post a picture of this. He looks dehydrated. Uh, no, you know what? You never know if there's some kink out there, somebody who's listening to this who's like, I've always loved Alistair I'll, Sim. That's right. I'll, I'll probably get a phone call from somebody. <laughs> no, we're just going to get feedback online about other people. It's Sim heads. Yeah, Simsters. Yes. Well, we thank you very much for uh, enlightening us with with well, your I'm lovers. I'm happy to do it for you. Now I can go home and take a nap after I've had my, my run for the morning. No, after you and, knock out uh, that yeah. woman and take your food back. Yeah, yeah you're like yeah, I'm, I'm Kathy tough, Bates man. and Fried Green Tomatoes. That's my mother never <laughs> swears, but Don't I feel like she me. would swear and run after that woman and say, <clears throat> "That bitch took my eggnog." I don't know, just me. <laughs> Nobody messes with my eggnog. Nobody gets between (laughs) you and a dairy product. I have seen it. The story doesn't end well. It's not. It's not happy. Okay. You guys have a great weekend. 
And um, bye, Patty. Bye. bye, Jim. Bye. I love, love you guys. Okay, <laughs> have a good one. All right. <laughs> bye. You got to hang up or she'll never disappear. Alistair Sim. Alistair Sim. We'll post a picture on Instagram. Anybody who doesn't know should know. My mother has a really specific fetish. And eggnog is also part of it, which is the most disgusting thing I've She likes ever guys consumed. who smell like mothballs. Oh, I know. And eggnog is, I'm limited. It, it literally just gave me a headache. I don't know how she doesn't have diabetes. Seriously. She likes to start the day at this time of year with a tall glass of eggnog Ugh. and white toast, Patty. Ugh. With like a jam or a jelly or some crap on it and butter. Oh, it's just horrifying. Oh. Eggnog. Eggnog. That I know. just sounds gross. Yeah, it's the nog. Nog. Egg. Nog. Egg. Nog. No, you can only have so much of that crap. Egg. It's a raw egg, right? I don't know what it is. I don't know, but no. It smells gross. I know. It's that a thick, thick white liquid going down your throat. Well, I've been there. Wow. Viscous. (laughs) 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 I like that that's the word that just coasted through everything. Wow. Well, we learned something about my mother this week, people. And um, I feel like their marriage is safe. They've been married 533 years, and uh, I'm not concerned. I would love to see that woman steal my mother's cart of food. She had no idea who she messed with. I have Hagen dazs in there. Come back! (laughs) We'd get bloody. Don't get between that woman and a dairy product. All right. I think it's time. Moving things right along, it is time for Listen to Mail, Listen to Mail, Someone write to me, Alistair Sam, Why you so my face and spit in your mouth, I'm Alicia Silverstone, spitting eggnog into your mouth, baby bird. Alicia Silverstone? How did she get involved in this? Does it all come back to Brendan Fraser? No, it comes back to her baby bird in her... Child. Oh, her child. Yeah. So just imagine if sometimes she wants to spit her eggnog into her baby's mouth. That is mouth. disgusting. Merry, oh. Merry Christmas. Do you need you to? Spit. You don't need to chew eggnog. I don't know. Maybe she and wants make to make it more liquefied to just drop. She, maybe in she some... wanted to heat it up in her mouth, swish it uh, around. Uh, maybe she had a you know pig in the blanket stuck behind her teeth and wanted to. I don't know. Wow. I don't know where we're going, good people. I don't. But know. I'm just gonna tell you right now. Tell me. If you have a question that is in need of answering from us two we jackasses, will answer it. we will drink a nice tall glass of eggnog and answer all of your questions. If you write to us, dearpotofficial at gmail.com, send us your advice questions and we'll send you some jackassy answer right back. What I do will, you say? I say I will never drink that fucking eggnog. I'm so going to bring eggnog You next put a week. glass in front of me and you'll be wearing the glass in your face. And rum balls. I still need to make Abby's rum balls. Rum balls and eggnog next week. That sounds terrible. I know how your lower intestine can't handle yeah. these things. So I think it's time. We have a couple of uh, questions that are in need of answering uh-huh. this week from our good fair yes. listeners. Oh, yes. Um, would you like to kick us off? Uh, sure. All right, do it. What, with the first question. I say start with 13-year-old girl. Ah. Let's do that. Yeah. Dear Pod. I am. I don't, I don't really do children's. Oh, voices. do you want me to take no. this one? No, no, no. no. Uh, let's let see me... what your version of a thirteen-year-old go- girl would be. All right. All right. Go ahead. Well, interpretation. Sounds like a forty-three-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I sounded like when I was thirteen. Oh. So it's pretty accurate. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Do it. 
Dear Pod, I am a 13-year-old girl <laughs> attending junior high school. I was very good friends all through elementary school with a boy I will call Jake. <laughs> we were in the same room all through grade six, took ballroom dance together, and just had fun with all of our friends. We moved on to junior high, and we were with many others, and just, like, lost touch as it happens. One day, a big mouth friend of Jake's came up and loudly blurted out, Do you still like Jake? Ew. Well, being put on the spot, a girl my age would feel funny. So I said, no. <laughs> when in reality, it would have been yes. But with everyone watching, I didn't want to admit it. So after that, things changed. And now I've never seen him at all. Moving on to high school soon, I think I may have lost a good friend. Anyway, I can repair this or should I just let it go? Signed, words matter. Wow, that is... Um an interpretation. I don't think I understood That's... one goddamn word of what you said. <laughs> what are you 90% about? of that was vowel. Yeah. And well, that's what a 13-year-old girl sounds like in my head. Oh, I I I you I know, don't talk to 13-year-olds. Period. Girl. Because you boy. got arrested last time. Thanks thanks to the restraining order, you don't talk to 13-year-old <laughs> girls anymore. I got nothing. Nothing. Um what is your answer? Okay. Well, Obey. I think well Okay, so oh. the, the the point is, she's a 13-year-old girl. She's got a loudmouth friend that outs her. <laughs> and she likes a guy we'll call Jake. Jake. And her loudmouth friend said, you like Jake. And she said, no, I don't. That's basically the... Yeah. And then they lost touch. But no, in your interpretation, she said, Anyway, here's what Abigail Van Buren responds with. Dear words... Dear words, I hope you have a very healthy dog because you're going to need him. I suggest taking several brown paper bags and fill them with Scooby's daily number twos and drop them off at that loudmouth store, ring the doorbell, and then light a match. Do this for about a week. That'll teach your loudmouth friend what a real stinker is. You know, it is a shame when someone blurts out that, blurts out that you have a crush on someone. I bet you didn't know what to do. And I'm sure many of us would have answered the same way that you did. Now that you're older and have some distance, maybe send a little note to check in. Maybe he feels shy too at this point, since you have nothing to lose. What if he was crushing on you and neither one of you had the nerve to say anything until you were 95 years old and drinking chicken through a straw at the North Avenue convalescent home, having your diapers changed daily because you don't know where you are or how you got there. By that time, you couldn't even act on your feelings because there wouldn't be enough Viagra in the world to raise that flesh titanic to satisfy that dusty attic of a vagina of yours. Those stories of unrequited love lost and found years later are wonderful in movies, but in reality, not so much. So, sister friend, if you want answers, you better ask the right questions. When things are high and tight, because let me tell you something, you'll want to see him in his prime, and he'll definitely want to see you in yours. Why does she always want to drop turds on someone's doorstep? It, I don't Why know. Why is this the first choice know. all the time? Well, I mean, you need to teach the friend a lesson. Through feces? I mean, it's things. It, that's what people do. Uh, no, no. People do. And then they stomp it out, and then it's all over their foot. People they... did that in the 1950s. Which, I don't well, know. technically, Abby, yes, she was so a woman in the 50s. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, I have a different reaction to this. Okay. Or, or uh, uh, Anne does. Oh, well, okay, here we go. Seems like you don't know. Oh. Dear words, you took ballroom dance together? Where the hell did you grow up? Regency England? Sorry, honey, I don't mean to speak to a 13-year-old girl like this, but I've never heard of ballroom dance being a part of elementary school curriculum unless you grew up in a Jane Austen novel. But to your problem. Junior high and high school are terrible years for preteens and teens. Your body is going through hormone changes. You're grappling with your identity. And the smells emanating off of you are akin to a Moroccan market in July. I know it's easy for me to sit on the other side of puberty and tell you not to take it all so seriously. After all, I haven't been 13 in 246 years. At the risk of sounding like an inspirational pillow, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. In your long life on this earth, Jakes will come and go. And in the case of this specific Jake, I think it's best to pull an Elsa and let it go. If he wants to pursue the friendship, I know, he will come back around. You never know. You could be standing at your high school locker one day, taping up pictures of Warren Beatty or Frankie Avalon or Omar Sharif <laughs> or one of your favorite heartthrobs or, or uh, Alistair Sim, and, and up will walk Jake. And he'll say, hey, Jane Austen, great to see you again. Remember when we were besties five years ago? And a conversation could strike up that leads you on a path back to friendship or courtship or whatever. Or he may just join the basketball team and never look your way again, Bobby Randall. The point is, Mm. you go on living your life and doing you and being the best ballroom dancing self you can be. And if this Jake can't see all the awesome things you are, there's another Jake just around the corner. Or in your case, a Mr. Darcy, apparently. So here's a quote from Jane Austen herself to help ease the pain. To you, I shall say, as I have often said before, do not be in a hurry. The right man will come at last. Ah! Hmm. Different takes, different strokes for different Well, I folks. know mine Damn never ended Leo. in dropping turds in front of somebody's That's doorstep. not how it ended. It, That's how it, it begins. It begins. It begins and ends with turds with you. <laughs> No, it doesn't. It I was does. just saying, if you, you know, in the movies when they're always like, oh, he was my first love, and then we parted ways, and things, life happened, and now we're 95 and we can't fuck. So what's the point of and telling And we're covered him now? in shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, unrequited We can love. watch each other get bathed in a sink in a convalescent home. Oh. Great. Wonderful. I plan on that with my jewels. That's disgusting. No, I'm going to lock him up. <laughs> I got a lot of living to do, and he's 10 years older than me, you know? Wow. wow. I know. But again, he, he thinks that we're going to die at the same time, so I better start planning now. Do it. An Egyptian you burial. totally die right now. Totally. To- All right. Question number two. Okay. Go ahead. Dear Pod, I have a nosy and talkative coworker who oh, insists God. on gossiping about others and will pry for my opinion on each victim. I will say that mostly I am in agreement with her opinions, but I can't say fully. Oh, but I can't say I fully know her to trust her to keep things to herself. Mm. How do I get my work done but remain friends without saying anything that may come back to bite me in the arse? Yes. Sincerely, quiet but opinionated. Dear QBO, I may be dating myself here, but do you remember Teddy Ruxpin? If you don't, Teddy Ruxpin was an animatronic bear that was the stuff of nightmares. You would pull the cord on his back and he would say things like, Can we be friends? Can I tell you a secret? 
and a variety of other creepy pedophilia questions. I'm surprised this thing wasn't packaged in a white van. Seriously, this stupid bear asked more prying questions than my mother-in-law. The point is, he was a doll with pre-programmed statements. Unless you got one that was inhabited by the spirit of a serial killer, thanks to a voodoo witch. There's a way to say something without saying anything. And it sounds to me like this chick just wants to vomit words at your face. But you need not engage in office gossip to a point where you say anything that may incriminate you. Or bite you in the ass, as the Brits like to say. Come up with a few benign statements and questions that can tick the box on conversations and maybe even veer her off course. Thanks to years of Upper East Side parties, I have become the master of the pivot. After several drinks, my neighbor Carol started to tell a variety of casually racist jokes. She didn't realize how bad she looked, so finally on the last one I interjected. She started saying, a busload of Mexicans, and I came in with, felt empowered and got an education, and then quickly pivoted to another topic, thereby diffusing the conversation. Here's a couple of -of middle-of-the-road phrases to get you started. You don't say. Well, there you go. What can you do? That is something. And the always classic, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. These will get you going while you find the phrases that work for you. Or you can always buy a Teddy Ruxpin doll for your own inspiration. Just don't look directly in his glassy eyes if you want to keep your spirit in your own body. Hey! Um, technical point. Teddy Ruxpin? Ruxpin, number one. <laughs> Um, ruck pin? <laughs> there was no ruck pin unless you got him at a discount store. I'm sure and you did. And number two, got an there was no string. Teddy ruck pin may have had a string, but <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin did not. Teddy Ruxpin had a string. No, he didn't. Jim? Excuse me? What did you do? How did he ask you questions? Well, if you don't know, then what are you giving answers for I if don't you don't know. know how to use Teddy ruck pin? I thought he had a cord on the... <laughs> Maybe I had a ruck pin. Maybe that was the problem. Like Maybe, maybe Betsy... I had the guy with the, co- with the cord. Teddy Ruxpin. Correct. Oh, my God, that's right. But still. Mrs. Beasley had a string. Oh, wow. Always give the woman a string. To hang herself with. Exactly. Wow. Hmm. That's that's what you've chosen to focus on for the entire answer. Well, Was Teddy Ruxpin's cassette player in his ass? I mean, well, you're inaccurate. So, okay. yeah. Well, now that we've been corrected, Fraser. Well, okay, Ruckpin. <laughs> Here's what Abby has to say. <laughs> Dear Quiet, seems like you have a Gladys Kravitz in your midst. Whether you agree or not, it's best to play it safe. Let her run her mouth and just laugh and do what everyone else does when they don't know what else to say. You know, the typical, that's funny, or no, or... Oh, no. Yeah, that's crazy. These are all basic responses that makes the person think that you're paying attention while not being communal to anything that they are saying. Just keep busy when they are around or just change the topic. Steer it another way. When they finish saying whatever is on their mind, say, you want to hear something really crazy? I had sex with Ted Bundy. (laughs) (laughs) That should change the entire atmosphere of the room very quick. Probably more so than, I used to have sex with clowns for cash. <laughs> Try that. Talk about a conversation stopper. Think of some others. Also, laughing like a hyena who stepped on a live wire while exiting a room always works. I do it to my sister all the time. 
but she doesn't know if I accidentally caught my nipple in a zipper or if I was electrocuted for my curling iron. Keep us posted. Abby. Abby, simple and quick, in and out. Oh, just like the theme this week. In and out. Get it in and out and no commitments, no strings attached unless you're a Teddy Ruxpin doll. Or a Ruckpin because Ruxpin has a tape. (laughs) It's Liza with a Z, not Lisa Look, with an Look, my S. birthday is coming up. X. If you can get me a Teddy Ruxpin doll, I'm just Why saying. Why would I spend money on uh, that? We have the same answers. You come Pretty up much. with pre-programmed statements. Correct, because you just don't know. Sometimes no. people will just run their mouth and they'll they'll figure it out. Yes, and never leave a paper trail. That's what I have learned. <laughs> God, that could come back to bite you in don't the ass, right, in water gauge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually send a text to your boss thinking that you send it to your friend. I'm going to go burn the cloud. <laughs> Not like I've done that before. Not at all. Oh, and yet you're still employed. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Please demo. fire me. Oh, I'm going to go walk into someone traffic. Someone hire me. I'm going to go put my head in an oh. oven. But before we do that, I think it's time for specialty cocktail, specialty drink. Shove it in your face. Don't make it eggnog. No eggnog. Can't be eggnog. That's not eggnog. Well, I should tell you ahead of the game, the original cocktail for today did have a cream-based item in it, and um, we have been veered off course for that, so I am very happy that we are not bringing you any sort of noggy, creamy. I know your your body can't handle that. It rejects dairy. I don't want to ruin the bathroom that you just spent an awful lot of time putting that floor down. I know. Don't blast things out of the room there, you know. Exactly. That's that's you hold on to that for when you're in a bad relationship and you want to leave that in front of somebody's doorstep. But this week we have a cocktail called, appropriately named, the Philanderer, created by Broadway's mixologist to the stars Ben Jeffrey of the famed Hakuna Hut. Oh, yes, you're gonna need three quarters of an ounce of gin, three quarters of an ounce of rye. One ounce Campari, three quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth, and one quarter of an ounce of Fernet Branca. His favorite. He really likes that drink. It sounds weird to have gin and rye together, but I'm very excited to see what this is going to bring us. So, you want to stir with ice and serve in a chilled coupe glass. Here are some tasting notes. This is a drink for the cold-hearted, lecherous slut inside of us all. Yes! Two liquors that don't really belong together, rye, whiskey, and gin, meet up in a sultry, bitter love affair that is the latest creation from the Hakuna Hut, the Philanderer. If you like a cocktail that lends itself to bitter, perhaps you fancy yourself a gin drink with a Negroni as your go-to. Maybe you prefer a rye whiskey beverage, a la the Boulevardier. The Philanderer encourages you to stray from them both and enjoy a truly scandalous union of liquor. It's herbal, spicy, and exciting. But like an illicit love affair, too much of it will come back to bite you. Or in this case, with excessive drunkenness, because of this one packs a wallop. Oh, enjoy, and see if the philanderer causes you to stray from your traditional cocktail of choice, or fly back into its boozy arms. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Tasting notes on the philander. The philander. I can't wait to put this philander in my mouth and just swirl it around Mm. and just see where it takes me, Mm. you know? Yeah, just swirl that around. You're really good at oral. I know. Just put it in and swirl it around. I'm... I don't like to brag. Yeah, don't. No. Let me call my parents and let them know. Yeah. Ooh, this Ooh. looks lovely. It looks oh, very shit. similar to a Negroni. It looks like a maggot. Nice chilled. Cr- what is that? What's oh, it's a little sliver of a, an orange oh. pith. Uh, 
Oh, oh lemon. Oh, so we lemon. have a little bit of a lemon slice that's sort of wandering around on the top. Out lemon there. slice. Cheers, lemon clears. lime slice. Oh, it smells nice. Wowie zowie. You don't drink this and operate heavy machinery. I'm telling you. Why would anybody drink in the knob? I wouldn't even drink this and operate a hairdryer. I, I don't wouldn't trust myself. It is very powerful, potent. It's Ooh, got a kick, nice. but you know what? This is not your mama's beverage. This is not a sweet, mm. chintzy. This is an unquestionable adult cocktail. This is, this is rated X. Mm. This I takes like this. me to the the place in Grand Central Station. You know, I'm thinking it's that like cocktail bar with a lot of heavy hardwoods and no, what? not the camel. The apartment. What? Oh, the camel apartment. I thought you said camel. The like camel. as in the guy with humps, you know. Oh. <laughs> not the back. girl with the toe. It all comes <laughs> back toe. to humping today. Oh, that is like really this. nice. Oh, God. Mm. I think maybe when James and I take the train, yeah, we might have some infidelity moments. I think you something. should. Will you snuggle with him? When I'm being... Uh, when as I'm, a lover, would you hold him? Well, no, because we're not going to be snuggling. We're going to be fucking. Oh, well, on the train. That's the whole point. Well, that's what people do on New Jersey Transit. I How know. many people have done that in New Jersey Transit? I, I don't even want to know. There's enough I'll take a poll on the way home. 80%. Definitely 80%. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they brought Teddy Ruxpin back and they changed his eyes. And it's even more terrifying than we remember as children. They changed them to blue. Don't make a teddy bear's eyes blue. I don't, I would not even know. I don't normally look, I don't like sit there and look deep into Teddy Ruxpin's eyes. Well, I do when I'm trying to charm him. Why are you trying to, what are you trying to charm the pants off Well, I'm just trying, no, I'm trying to do like a witchy charm and sort of, you know. I don't get it, like an Annabelle thing? That's how they had to do it with the the Chucky doll. When Chucky was charmed, they had to like look right in the eyes of the doll and say a a spell or something. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. But then again, I thought Teddy Ruxpin had a cord on his back. No, he didn't. Hi, my name is Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends? I really enjoy talking to people. I would like... Teddy Ruxpin, the storytelling bear, comes with illustrated book and cassette from Worlds of Wonder.